Jewish Audio on Chabad.org. Summer is a time of travel. People are coming, people are going, people are going on journeys. TSA has been reporting that the airports have had the largest crowds ever since before COVID. What is this traveling all about? The truth is, my friends, life is a journey. Throughout our entire lives, we are constantly journeying onwards, upwards, backwards, forwards. This week's Torah portion is called Journeys. There's a fascinating question that is asked about the very name of the Torah portion. The Torah portion begins to say, these are the journeys of the Jewish people in the desert. And then it begins to give information, not about the journeys, but about the 42 stops and encampments, which they stopped throughout their 40 year journey in the desert. Something doesn't make sense over here. If we're talking about their stops, it should be called, these are their stops. These are their encampments. Why is the Torah portion called, these are the journeys? And then it goes and lists 42 stops that they took along the way. What's going on over here? Are we talking about the journeys, the movement, the progress? Or are we talking about the camping, the stopping, the pausing? The Rebbe shares a very powerful insight that this teaches us that each one of those stops that the Jewish people experienced throughout the 40 years in the desert are not to be viewed as an end into themselves, but rather as stepping stones in their larger journey towards the promised land. In our own lives as well, my friends, it's so important to recognize that pauses, interruptions, setbacks, these are not blockages in the journey of life, but rather every single experience we have is taking us closer to that destination. Ultimately, all these unplanned stops that we experience in our own lives are there to be opportunities for progression. Each stop is really a catalyst propelling us further towards the realization of our mission and our purpose in life. So many people make the mistake that whenever life throws them a curveball, whenever they have to take a left turn away from what they're projecting or expecting, when things happen not according to your plan, we tend to think that we're getting stuck. We tend to think that maybe we're going backwards. But the truth is we have to remember that in the journey of life, it's not the accomplishments, it's not the milestones that we reach, but it's really the stones and the obstacles that we encounter along the mile. Those are the things that really define us and make us who we are. So the journey is not about the destination. The journey is about the journey itself. The message that I want to share with you this week is don't get caught up by the obstacles that you encounter. Don't get stuck when you have a blockage. On the contrary, recognize that every blockage that you have, every difficulty you experience, every stop that you go through in the journeys of life is an opportunity for you to reach further, deeper, greater. Success shouldn't be measured by how far we get in life, but rather by the depth of life that we get. So I want to challenge you for the coming week, the places you go, the people you meet, the opportunities you have, even if they're different than what you expected, on the contrary, especially when they're different than what you expected, embrace them. Recognize that God has a plan. Don't hold on to the steering wheel so tight. Loosen the grip a little bit. Realize somebody else is ultimately turning the wheel. Follow Hashem to where He takes you. And when you have experiences that may seem so difficult, that may seem so dark, 
so hard, realize and recognize that this is not a setback. This is an opportunity that God is giving you to make this moment part of your mission and part of your purpose. You'll notice something incredible. When you have that perspective, everything will be different. Even the darkest and most difficult times in your life will become a catalyst for tremendous growth and will uncover tremendous opportunities that you never knew you even had. This week's story takes us to the extreme. It takes us to one of the most difficult, tragic, darkest moments a person could experience when they found themselves in the lowest of the low. And for a moment, they wanted to just give up. But then they were reminded, thankfully, that there's a purpose There's a meaning. There's a reason why this is happening. The story is absolutely true. I interviewed the people who the story happened to, and it's just an incredible moment, which reminds us and shows us that ultimately, even in the most difficult times and the most hardest moments, every turn that we take in life is part of our journey. It's all bringing us closer to the promised land. This story takes us all the way to the city of Las Vegas. The heroes of this story are the Rebbe's Shluchim, the Rebbe's emissaries, Rabbi Shia and Dina Harlig, Shluchim in Las Vegas, who have built up an incredible community and are bringing so much light and spiritual energy to a place that is known for sinfulness and darkness. This Chabad house in Las Vegas, similar to many other Chabad houses around the globe, serves as a resource and a home for any Jew, any time. There was a fellow by the name of Aryeh who was an elderly, homeless man who unfortunately had a weakness for strong drink. He wouldn't lead a very productive lifestyle on a daily basis. Rather, he would drink, enjoy the bottle, and stumble his way through life. Somehow he ended up at the doorstep of Chabad in Las Vegas, and Rabbi and Mrs. Harlig embraced him with open arms, as every shliach does for every Jew who shows up in their Chabad house. They didn't know much about him. All they knew was that he had a difficult life, a bitter, long divorce, and has nothing to do with his family. It was evident that this man needs a warm bed and a hug and an embrace. So sure enough, this fellow Aryeh, who originally came from Israel and now was wandering in the streets of Vegas, he became a semi-regular at the Chabad house. They referred to him as a semi-regular because he would show up randomly, stay for a few days, maybe a few weeks, and then he would disappear again. There was a small corner in the back room of the center that was a place for him to hang out. And this went on for two, three years. He would come and he would go. They didn't know much about him, but he always knew there's a corner for him available at the Chabad house. One night, late at night, Rabbi Harlig's phone is beeping. He goes to check who needs me so late. And sure enough, it was the voice of a woman who sounded very distraught. Rabbi, she said, crying. My name is Penina. You don't know me. We're originally from Israel. We just moved here from Los Angeles. We know about Chabad. And unfortunately, my husband and I got entangled in a messy deal and we were arrested. They put us in the Clark County Detention Center and our three precious young children have been taken away to the Children's Haven Shelter. Rabbi, please help us. As the rabbi's listening to the bitter cries of this woman, he realized this is an emergency. We must do whatever we can to help these two Jews and their precious little children. It happened to be that Rabbi Harlig was a volunteer chaplain at the county jail. So he was able to arrange a meeting with Penina relatively easily. And as he sat across the table from this woman in the county jail the next morning, he learned that this family has no local contacts, no one to lean on. She was desperate to get her children alone 
crying out of the shelter. She begged the rabbi, please take custody of these three children, aged four, 10, and 12. Look after them until we figure out what's going to be with us. Well, the Rebetzin, without a blink of an eye, empathizing, feeling the pain of this family, started setting up beds and bringing these children into her home. There was much to be done. The Harleys got to work. Lawyers had to be contacted to arrange for the transfer of custody. The shelters had to be convinced that the Harleys, with five children of their own, were capable of taking care of three more. Papers had to be signed, and the distressed children had to be eased into a new environment and given clothing and supported. And Mrs. Harley would cheer how accommodating the children physically was very easy. But emotionally, how can you reassure these children that the parents will come get them soon? The Harlegs didn't rest until the children were settled down comfortably. But now was the big issue. How do we help this couple? Thankfully, the Harlegs succeeded in raising the $10,000 that was needed to get Penina out on bail. It was very difficult. It wasn't a simple ordeal. But the emotional reunion between Penina and her children after 10 difficult days apart was worth all the effort. As the days went on, it came clear that Penina's husband was not eligible for bail. And the only reason why they let her out was because she had children, young children, who needed a mother. Penina spent the next few days in the Harlig home. Rabbi Harlig sat down with her to talk about plans about the future. And as he began to discuss with her what they can do to give the children some resemblance of a normal life, Penina looked at the rabbi and burst out in tears and said, Rabbi, I have reached rock bottom. I have gone to a place I've never been before. My husband is in jail. I have a looming sentence above my head. Who knows, I might lose my children. Rabbi, there's no hope. And as she sat there crying her heart out at a place of such darkness and loss, Rabbi Harlech turned to her and with comforting words reminded her the message of this week's portion. The journeys of life is not about going backwards and falling lower. It's about recognizing that everything we experience in life, even the darkest moments, are there to bring us higher to make us stronger, to bring us to a better place. And as Penina heard those words, she couldn't accept that. She said, Rabbi, what do you mean to bring me to a better place? What good can come out of such darkness? What positive can come out of such a terrible negative situation? This is the worst. There's nothing worse than this, Rabbi. I can't understand what you're saying. I cannot accept your words. Nothing good could come out of this. The Rabbi tried his best to encourage her and quickly got to action. It turned out that the best thing to do was provide them an apartment, a place to live so she can slowly rebuild her life while they try to figure out how to get her husband out of jail. They found their comfortable accommodations, set her up, gave her children everything they needed, put them in school. And as the weeks went on, Penina and her children hung out regularly at the Harlig home as the rabbi tried to figure out what they can do about the difficult, complex legal situation. Once again, the rabbi would continuously remind her, Penina, we're not going backwards, we're going onwards. This is a step towards the promised land. This is a tep, step towards salvation. And a, every experience we have is to bring us to a better place. One evening, as Penina was sitting by the table in the rabbi's home, she started speaking hesitantly about her own childhood. She said, my parents had an unstable relationship. They never got along. And after endless bickering, they got divorced. My siblings and I sided with our mother and didn't really pursue our relationship with our father. And I must tell you, Rabbi, we haven't heard from him in 20 years. It breaks my heart. My life's dream is to reconnect with my father. Perhaps that will bring me some stability in my life. You know, Rabbi, it's actually interesting because at some point we heard that he left Israel and he has been seen here in Las Vegas of all places. 
If I ever meet him, I will do everything I can to reconcile with him and make peace and be together again. So I have a grandfather for my children and he could support me during this very difficult time. As Rabbi Harlow heard those words, he had a hunch. And sure enough, my friends, that hunch turned out to be true. Penina's father was Aryeh. Rabbi Harley got to work that night, started tracking down Aryeh. And sure enough, two days later, he convinced Aryeh to come to his home for a very special meeting. And when Aryeh walked in, he observed as Penina and her beloved father reunited after 20 years. Shortly afterwards, they managed to get their beloved husbands to be transferred to Israel. And the entire family rebuilt themselves together with their beloved father in the Holy Land of Israel. And now, many years later, they have a beautiful life together. And every single year, during this time, Penina reaches out to Rabbi Harlig and says, Rabbi, I want you to know that I'll never forget the message you told me. That every experience in life, even the darkest moments, even when we reach the lowest of the low, whatever happens in our life is not going backwards. It's going onwards and upwards. Because of the horrific experience we had in that prison in Las Vegas, we met you, we met Chabad. And because you took us in and adopted me and my children, you reunited us with our beloved father. Every experience, no matter how low it may seem, is really bringing you to a higher place. So my friends, remember, the stones we encounter along life are the ones that make us who we are. Shabbat Shalom.